Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the third episode of the Coobcast podcast. Um, today we're going to be breaking down a crazy week in Washington State's uh, athletic department and particularly with their football team. Um, a lot has happened since we released our last episode. Um, about 30 minutes after um, we, we published the second episode of our podcast, Nick Rolovich got fired from his job at Washington State, um, which was a surprise to nobody, actually. Um, and we, we kind of knew that was going to happen. Uh, he ended up getting fired, and Jake Dickert was named the interim head coach. He was the defensive coordinator. It wasn't just Rolovich that yeah, was fired. Yeah, there was five coaches. Yeah, um, huge chunk of the staff yeah. gone. And uh, as a player, the biggest that's, one was uh, Craig Stutzman. Huge loss. I, as a player, that's horrible to go through. The the, the offense was entirely changed when Stutzman was gone. He was calling our plays. Um, the last few weeks, um, actually, since he switched to calling the plays, we hadn't lost. Um, so take that as you will. But um, And then a couple days later, Nick Rolovich filed a lawsuit against Washington State University for wrongful termination. Um, and then on top of that, at the end of the week, we had to play BYU, who was a top 25 team a week ago. So and crazy week. And they're a top 25 team now. They're a top 25 to team now. Which, so apparently we're a quality win in the eyes of uh, – the Associated Press. Yes. Um, BYU. So it was Jake Dickard's first game. Um, with that, Jake Dickard's defense, I mean, it's a, it's a solid defense overall. Um, there are some holes. But it was definitely – it was a different feeling in the atmosphere of the game, which we'll talk about that later. Um, and new, well, I say new, but old play caller returning back to playing, uh, calling Brian Smith, who was the mm-hmm. play caller for what, the first four weeks of the season? Yes, all the way up until the Cal game. Yeah. And, uh, not my favorite play caller. No. I didn't see this game. I was out of town, um, and I don't know where to watch the entirety of the game. But it was seven to seven going into halftime, and uh, we only managed to put up nineteen points. With the offense we have, that's that's not something that's we should be not. doing. Um, Nick, Nick, try to, just kind of tell me how did the offense? How did it feel so watching the offense? It felt like I was rewatching the Utah State game week one. Mm-hmm. It felt very slow, not up-tempo like it had been versus Oregon State, versus Stanford, versus Cal. Yeah, that's... I mean, we did get off to... we Our very first drive, we did score, and I thought, oh, it's just another normal, fast-paced offense, and then we just sputtered out. Yeah, it's kind of the... Uh... It just shoots you right back to to the beginning of the year when we would start really well, and then it would be exciting, and then the offense would really just kind of sputter out. That's what it looks like happened in this yeah. game. Um, um, of course, we did miss Q on um, a PAT yeah, that ends for, up costing us this yes, game because it was like a bad. It wasn't even. It didn't look from where I was sitting. It didn't look like a bad snap. It looked no, like a bad it, hold. And on the review, it go, it just went straight through. Nick Haber's hands, um, yeah. and he couldn't get it under control. And then they flip it out, and they try to, you know, throw it in the end zone, whatever. It doesn't work. Then on the two-point conversion, I don't know what in the world we, we tried to do. We ran the Philly special. That's an Eagles fan. But I, I like it because I'm an Eagles fan. But As a football fan, it is a terrible play. It rarely works. Well, and we didn't even – we didn't run it well. It looked no, broken from it, the start. Yes. The, the timing seemed really off. Um, it almost looked like it was a designed run for Lincoln Victor, and then nothing was there, and he tried to throw it. I don't really know what happened there. That was not – It looked almost like an RPO type of – But the fact of the matter is, as crappy of a play call as that is, we shouldn't have been in the situation to run that. So it, it is more and the fault of the, the missed hole. Since we were running that, I don't think we should have ran a trick play. We have Max Borky for a reason. Yeah. We, and we can, I, I mean, maybe not run him up the middle, but get him on like a swing route 
or yeah, it's not like a pitch. It's not necessary. And especially late on in the game, I think there was about five minutes remaining. Yeah. Um, there it was about five minutes. But but there was five minutes remaining. We gave ourselves a chance to yes, stop we, them we on defense did. and we did not because like what was the well pull up the rushing stats. They ran all over us just like just Oregon like State. Oregon State. And we could not could not for the life yeah, of us. So BYU, tackle. They had 238 rushing yards. Uh, 191 for Tyler Alger. Yeah, that's that's Horrible. insane. And it, it wasn't it wasn't their great. They that they had a great you know blocking scheme. It wasn't this. Or that. We just didn't tackle. Yeah. We would engage him, and he would pull us for six more yards. And that cost us at that last drive of the game, and it cost us throughout the game. Um, you simply you can't let yourself just get pounded and pounded and not bring a guy down. Uh, what else? So, I mean, but with our offense, Max Borgie put up three touchdowns on 83 yards, um, 18 carries. Now, he is getting a lot more carries than he – normally would because of the injury to uh, Dion. Mm-hmm. So take that for what you will. Um, no, but he did a good job yeah. punching in all those touchdowns. Jane Delora. He was sad. actually running around this week. Yeah, which shows so, me that his knee's getting better. Yeah. He's he had three rushes. Rush he had three rushes for 10 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Including one was a big first step. Yeah, his goal. longest run was – so he did take it like a sack, but his longest run was – um, 13 yards, but throwing the ball, he didn't, this has to go back to the play caller. He was, he was all right. He, I mean, 26 to 37, 257 yeah. yards is okay. But an interception and a QBR yeah, of 56, it wasn't that great. And that's where with the play calling, it just, it seems so negative yeah. um, under Brian Smith. It seems very un, 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 unimaginable. Or uh, unimaginative is the correct yeah. word. It's it's just oh yes, throw this five yards here, throw, and it's it just seems so anti dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I mean, but our receiving Trevell Harris looked good today again as normal seven uh, receptions, sixty new? yards. Uh, but Calvin he did Jackson. have a fumble. Calvin Jackson, good Calvin again. Jackson, yeah. Max Borgie, he had some catches. Yeah, and I love to see yeah. him getting involved in the I, passing game. That's that's I, his biggest yes. strength as a receiving back. And I, I love to see it. Yeah, that I guess is the one positive thing for Brian Smith's offense. Yes. And I think it's important with this game that we don't <laughs> we don't get ahead of ourselves and get too down uh-huh. on this team. I mean, what they went through this week to to lose to BYU because of a missed yes. hold is it's and, not it's not the end of the world. Yeah, in fact, it shows a lot of good things about this team. Yeah. We have a lot of fight. I mean, yeah. these the senior class of this team think they've been through what two teammates' deaths, two head coaches, a shooting this past uh, like a, a month ago, mm-hmm. uh, an entire pandemic, pandemic. a season That's being called off, off and, and on, on and off and on. Yeah. So um, this yeah. team has a lot of fight. You can really tell that they have a lot of fight right. and a lot and, of chemistry. I mean, yeah, and to go out there and know it wasn't a perfect game. To, I mean, twenty-one to nineteen, we were in this game yeah. until the very last moment. It's that's that's impressive in my book, and mm-hmm. I, I think it shows going forward. And this is a team BYU is a team that beat yeah. Arizona State pretty handedly. So yes. Which, that's our upcoming game. So I mean, things are different, obviously, good. week in and week out, and. Um, you know, it's not it's not the same same teams, but it, it's there's some positives to take from this game. A um, negative thing, though, is our fans not showing up to the game. I mean, twenty two thousand people in attendance in a stadium that can hold thirty two thousand, but when it was almost like almost half of those fans were BYU. There was an entire blue section, yep. which is terrible to see. Yeah, and BYU, yeah. obviously, with the whole the Mormon thing, they uh, they get a big outreach into other areas of the country, and so they will they will oftentimes have fans in, in lots yeah. of locations. On. And they fan, their fans travel. Their fans cool, do travel. Good for them. 
That's fine. I don't have problems with that. It's the pathetic turnout from Washington State yeah. fans. Our, the student section. Oh, I was yeah. sitting in the student section. It's terrible. It's It was relatively quiet. It was empty. It's it, embarrassing. It's embarrassing. As a, as a WSU student, I am embarrassed for my school. And I feel bad for the players who, you know, like we just went through all the stuff they've been through. Yeah. And they have no support from the fans, no support from the students. They say week in and week out on social media, around campus, pack Martin, mm-hmm. and no one listens. And I get it. It's not a conference game. There was nothing fun like family weekend or homecoming like we've had the last couple of weeks. But this team was 4-3 and three yeah. on the back of three straight wins, and we couldn't fill the stadium past 68%. It's ridiculous. It, that's not something that's okay. And I get, oh, yeah, well, Rolovich is gone and boycott, whatever. No, that's no. stupid. Uh, you got you to gotta get out there, support the players, watch some football. It was it was a good game it still. Was a good I game. mean, it, it wasn't perfect, but we almost beat BYU. Like, mm-hmm. people just need to need to get over mm-hmm. it and go out there and support yeah. their team. I mean, I know that there's – I mean, the student section was, what, 33% full yeah, from so, the pictures I saw? I know there's more than – that's like what, four thousand seats? I know there's more than four thousand students that care about this football team. Get out there, support your guys. I mean, it's the a- next home game is Arizona, and it's Senior Day. And if we don't give this senior class a damn good send off, I, I I will personally write every single one of them an apology letter. It's ridiculous. And now, maybe I mean, there was a better turnout for the USC game. I get that's a Pac-12 game, but it was like raining out and stuff. But people still showed up to that game despite the fact that it was raining mm-hmm. I, I mean i'm not even saying like this team that's i mean pullman's in the middle of nowhere we don't have enough people in this town to fill up the entire stadium right like, quite frankly like literally the stadium's capacity is higher than the town of pullman washington so i get like when the team is into top 25 team not everyone wants to make the drive out here whatever the stadium should be 85 percent at least on seasons Weekend. like this where we're not 25, 25, top 25 teams or whatever. It, it's I mean, pathetic. It is. It is. I mean, this is our first season back in two years, and we haven't had a single sellout game. Uh, was the family weekend sellout? No. no. Yeah, it's sad, but I mean. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, um, Pac-12 roundup. Pac-12. Yeah. Do you have anything Pac-12. else to add to to the game? No, I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, yeah. Of course, so I, I can't really give as much insight. But just, I, I think it's important not to take it too too hard, um, given what everything are... happened last week. And we've got we've got time to figure it out. We only need two more wins to go bowling. So. Yeah. Technically, we can, we are still competing for the north. Yeah, it's a non-conference loss on the week right after you lose your head coach and five other coaches. We're fine. We're okay. We're fine. Don't 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 get hung up on this. Don't loss. get hung up on this loss. I don't think most people are, but we still need to support this team, and that that's the big takeaway: is we need to get on this team's back, and we yeah. need to, we need to support them through the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. So, Pac-12 random. Uh, first game, the Friday night. Uh, Pac-12 after dark game. Um, Arizona versus Washington. Arizona sold. A- Arizona sold. Sold hard. So, oh my! They God. were. They, they were looked like control. they looked like a football team. Yeah, they were in complete control of this game, and I think that they looked like a good football team because of how bad UW was playing. But mm-hmm. um, um, then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, and I believe that they even had a two-score lead in the fourth they quarter. Yeah, they and they, so they had a two-score. I remember it now. I was watching this game. They had a two-score lead going into the fourth quarter, and they were driving well in Washington territory. And the entire game, and I knew it as soon as this play happened, they dropped back, and I don't know if it was a screen or what, but he throws a ball straight to the UW defensive lineman. Yeah. which And right at at that moment, I was like, oh, Arizona's going to blow this game. And sure enough, they blew this game. Um, Yeah. Will Will Plummer – 13 for 20, but 62 yards and two interceptions. It, that's an Arizona oh, That is an Arizona. Yep. 
they ran okay. They played. They played okay they played defensively. They were really good through yeah. three quarters, and or really, the, they shut Washington out in the first half. By the way, yeah, impressive feat. Um, and but at the end of the day, it was it was a good old fashioned choke job. I I mean, I mean, and it would only happen to Arizona this season. Yeah, uh, it would have been delightful to see the Huskies lose. Yes, but unfortunately, we don't always get what we want. Um, but I, I am frankly surprised at how well Arizona played and how poorly UW played against such a bad Arizona team. So um, uh, they might be worse. UW might be worse than we even thought beforehand. And we did not think highly of them. No. But So next game was uh, Colorado versus uh, Cal. And um, I'll, I'll own it. Um, I really thought that Colorado was going to win this game by seven. Yeah, and un- unfortunately, I, I am not smart enough to know that Colorado beating up on Arizona did not make them a good football team. And that's evidenced by this game. Yeah. Um, um, Cal, Cal wins 26-3. to three. It's a blowout. Uh, Colorado's bad. Big shocking news there. Yeah, call. I mean, Colorado, sixty-nine yards passing, one interception, nine seventeen. Rushing was yeah. Terrible. What's problematic about that is that They're they totally, also didn't they have had a rushing a, game. They also had a they had a hundred four total yards. Yeah, Colorado um, is is bordering with Arizona on that tier of should they be an FCS team? Who knows? <laughs> I, I don't hey, know. They they can win. They can win some games. If Colorado's in the FCS, I don't even think they'd be a top ten team. I, that wow. And Arizona, I don't think they would win a game. So, I mean, the well, like Colorado kept up with uh, Texas A&M earlier. Well, Texas A&M is a whole other story. I, I don't know how in the world they they're good all of a sudden, but they started this season so bad. Yeah, but we don't care about them. We don't care about Texas A&M, but yeah, not. Not the result I was expecting. I did expect it to be closer, but Cal Cal goes in and takes care of business against Colorado, um, coming off the heels of that tight loss to Oregon. So, you know, kudos, kudos to, to Cal. I think that Cal's um, a better team than we were giving him credit for. That Oregon. What I was Oregon, Oregon or UCLA. Nearly um, blew this game. So, I mean, you can go back. Uh, Oregon or UCLA did miss a field goal, mm-hmm. um, and they lost by three. Mm-hmm. But when you go back on the replay, that is a good field goal. They made the field goal, but Chip Kelly said after the game, after watching the replay, they that he could have challenged it, which I didn't know you can challenge kicks. Yeah, they're not they are not automatically reviewed, but you can challenge it. Yeah, and. Uh, but he said no one had the angle to, like, say, hey, challenge this play because that was a good field goal. Um, so I sort of feel bad for UCLA, but uh, Anthony Brown, 296 yards, 29 for 39 passing with two interceptions. He didn't look all that great for being a top 10 quarterback. Or, no, not top 10 quarterback, but for being a quarterback of a top 10 team. Didn't look that Yeah, good. and they they do rely heavily on on their run. on running. Um, in this game, they were missing. Yeah, 121 yards rushing though, and how many touchdowns? Three touchdowns. Yeah. No, no, five touchdowns. Yeah, all their touchdowns were running. Yeah, Travis Dye, four touchdowns on the day. He is. Yeah, it, it's uh. I don't know. I don't know what to think of this game because, on the one hand, it makes Oregon look bad, but then on the other hand, it kind of makes UCLA look good. Because um, who knows what would have happened if Ethan Garbers didn't come in and have to throw that pick um, yeah. after DTR got hurt, which DTR played okay again, yeah. and I am his biggest doubter. But um, I mean, they they didn't really get. And I don't know. Uh, Oregon loses to Stanford, almost loses to Cal, and now almost loses to UCLA. They're number seven in the country. Yeah, I mean, they're their win versus Oregon State or Ohio State really helps them. Yeah, and it's 
I don't know. That's just how weird college football can be. Um, God, this is a weird year for college football. We, uh, I like it. Yeah, I don't know. Oregon's not as good as people think, and UCLA might be better than I think. Um, oh, that's I basically think my takeaway yeah. from that. I think UCLA is a good football team. I, I really, I really didn't, but. All right, next game was uh, Notre Dame trust USC. Yeah. It was never close. No. Uh, Which is surprising because Notre Dame has runs just such an awkward offense, and they don't move the ball very well. I mean, total yards, 383 yards for Notre Dame, 424 for USC, but only 16 points to show for it. Yeah. And you got to put the ball in. I, I Simple as that. Um, one thing I'd like to say is Drake London might be the most NFL-ready wide receiver in college. Yes. He's so good. I, he he's a, genuinely incredible. Yeah. He, he Whoever be, drafts he Drake London top, is getting an absolute steal. He will be a top steal. 10 draft pick. Oh, absolutely. Top five, maybe. Maybe. I think he's one of the more put-together all-around players. I think players. he should go to the Philadelphia Eagles so his career can die just like the rest of our first-round draft picks have been. No, the, the Eagles won't draft him because they, they've never made a good first-round pick. So, hey, hey. But, no, Drake London's incredible. Um, it's a shame USC is, is really in the mud this year because um, they're a team with a lot of potential. Yeah, but they, they get the high recruits. They just – they're not putting out this year. Yeah. Um, and then this game made me mad. Utah versus Oregon State. I picked Utah to win, and Utah was winning for most of the game. Again. And then I went to sleep and woke up and magically Oregon State had It was won. like last week you picked uh, – who did you pick to ASU. win? ASU. ASU, and they choked against Utah. Yeah, so I might just forfeit from picking the Utah games from now on. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oregon State is a good team, and we beat them. Well, yeah, well, what's annoying about them is, or about that is that we beat them and, and played like crap against Utah. Yeah, so it's really – I mean, the potential for this Washington State team, when you look at who we beat and how we've beaten them, and then who we've lost to and how we've lost to them, I mean, we could be a top 25 team. There's nothing – there's no reason that we're not other than crappy coaching and injuries. No, I mean, you can't really blame it on injuries. And honestly, at this point, I, at first I blamed Nick Rolovich early on in the season, but – uh Brian Smith Brian clearly Smith. holds a lot of that weight. Um, I might have to walk down to Pat Chun's office and see if I can't finagle myself that job because Brian Smith is truly doing horrible things to this yes. football team. Um, all right. Um, so, question of the day. Should the college football playoff expand? I think we have the same opinion on this. Yes. Yeah, we both we both think it should. Um, yes. Us and probably the majority of college football fans, except for Alabama and Ohio State, and like the blue blood fans, don't want it to expand because they want it to be central to them. Here's the thing: is that the FCS has a playoff system and it works just fine. And yeah. these teams have to. I've play. never seen people complain about. It. Yeah, and I heard uh, I, I want to say it was Nick Saban, but it might not have been said something like. Well, we don't want to have to play all those extra games. It's so physically taxing to play. Alabama, if we expanded the playoffs to 12 teams, Alabama would always be in the top eight, and they would get a first-round bye and only have to play one more game. And beside that, if you're not in the top eight and you have to play an extra game, you deserve it because you weren't in the top eight. All I'm, all I'm even asking is to expand it to 12 teams because I want to pull oh, – a 12 teams I. Twelve teams is too much in my opinion. No, it's absolutely not because look at this. So I believe that it should be the top. Now I see where you where you could get. I'm going to go through the top twenty five teams in the country right now and tell you tell you some teams that are ready to have zero chance of winning the national championship. So I think it should be an eight team playoff. Mm -hmm. The because right now if you win your conference, it doesn't mean shit. It should be the group of it should be a group of five gets a bid or gets the best group of five teams. So this year would be Cincinnati, and then each Power Five conference winner should no matter like say you're a four loss conference winner, you still won your conference. Mm -hmm. You should be in the playoff. Okay, here's why it should be twelve teams. 
This season, I can already tell you with almost 100% certainty, Georgia, Cincinnati, uh, and Alabama will be in the college football playoffs. Maybe not Alabama if they lose the SEC championship to Georgia. That means that either Oklahoma or Ohio State or Michigan or Oregon or Michigan State will miss the playoffs. And those teams all are one or zero loss teams right now. Some other teams that have no chance to make the playoffs are Kentucky, whose only loss is to Georgia, which and they're already out of the running for going to the SEC championship game, which you have to win to get into the playoff if it was an eight or four-team format. Wake Forest, who's 7-0, and has zero chance of getting in um, because three of the spots are pretty much already secured. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State, whose only loss is to, I believe it was Texas, has no chance of getting in. Pittsburgh has no chance of getting in, despite the fact that they're playing out of their minds right now. Auburn has no chance to get in because they've lost two games. SMU is undefeated and has no chance to get in because they're going to lose to Cincinnati, and that's going to completely disqualify them from contention. UTSA is 8-0. UTSA could finish completely undefeated and not get higher than uh, the top 12. It's, it's. I mean, those, those are teams that know that, I mean, UTSA is never going to beat Alabama, but at least give them a chance. Put them in that situation to succeed. That's why you have playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it, it works for the FCS, and people thought, oh, well, it wouldn't be competitive. North Dakota State has blown out teams every year in the FCS playoffs, but it's still fun, and those teams still have something to play for more than meaningless bowl games. So I don't know. I think they should expand to 12 teams because you would get four play-in games, and then the top four teams would have a buy into the quarterfinals. And it would barely, it would just be more fun as a fan to yeah. watch that. More football. Mm-hmm. And if you lose a game, if you're Kentucky and you lose a game to the number one out. team in the country, it doesn't mean you're out. Right. Um. So. So yeah, no, I think I think they should expand. Um, they I know they tabled it for this for this year. They'll they'll discuss it for next year maybe, but. Yeah. I don't know. I would like to see to see um, an expansion because right now. I mean, Cincinnati would be, I believe, the first non-Power Five team to ever make or it. Non, or Notre Dame made it, but it was Notre last. Notre Dame. It was the COVID year, and they're and independent. They were in it's a, weird. They were in a conference last year. Were they? they? Yes, they were in the ACC. See, even weirder. Like, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird year. They, yeah, last year doesn't really count. And then Ohio State, they changed the rules last year. Yeah, so weird. Uh, yeah. Don't get me started on last year. Last year, it's weird. all sorts of weird. If we had twelve teams, you would you would get. I mean, you get the chance for a Cinderella story, and that's not. It's one extra game. Look at for March Madness. But look at March Madness. And basketball is a different sport. Yeah, than basketball football. is football is much more physically clean. You can't have a sixty-four team playoff. No, I'm not saying. I'm games. not saying sixty. But look at the Cinderella story. No, exactly. You, I mean, you get a chance for a group of five school, or even lower than a group of five school, to potentially break in. Yeah. UTSA is not in the group of five, and yes, they, they are. No, they're not. They're in a conference USA. They're, that's not a group of five, is it? Uh, yeah, it is. I thought they were below even the group of five. No, because below group of five is uh, FBS or FCS. I thought there was. I thought one of these was not. Oh, well, I was thinking independent. Whatever. Uh, you would have a chance for a team like that to come in and and you know rattle things up and and really validate. Which, but here's part of the problem: the college football selection committee is all com- comprised of blue bloods from the SECs and Big Tens, and they don't want to see other teams have a chance to come like in and make a name for themselves. Or a group of five uh, person on the committee. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. They're very underrepresented, and you can you can get you can get teams in and it's better for the fans, but that's not what they care about. They care about their schools having the best chance to get in. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I do think that they should expand. Um, I think that they will, but I think they're only going to expand to six or eight teams um, instead of 12. But any, any expansion is better because right now you have to win. Um, a Power Five conference championship, and and even then, you're not guaranteed. That's the other thing: is winning a Power Five conference championship does not guarantee you a spot in the college football playoff, which is ridiculous. Um, I, the, if you expand it, you have the option for automatic bids and then a selection show. It, it's good for ratings. It's good for it's good for fans, and, and it just sucks for the Power Five schools that might end up losing to a Group of Five school. Boo hoo! Put 
put the right people in charge of this decision because I think they need to expand and I think they need to do it soon. Yes, very soon. And we're going to have to take a little break here, but we'll be right back after this. All right, guys. Well, I just want to take this time during our break to tell you guys about our first partnered podcast, the That's Facts podcast. It is run by Coog and Clamp. They run the Clamp God and the Coog Corner on Instagram. Guys, check out that podcast. We are excited to be partnering with them. Um, hopefully looking to bring forward some collaborations and content in the future. Uh, so that's the That's Facts podcast available anywhere. You can listen to a podcast just like us. Thank you, guys. All right. We're back in. Uh, we're here to talk about Arizona State. Upcoming game uh, yes. in Tempe. Um, okay, let me just start off. We are fifteen point underdogs versus Arizona State. Arizona, yeah. yes, Arizona State is, is a home game for them. They are coming off a bye. We just went through a ton of shit this past week, but fifteen points. Yeah, guys, get on the phone with your bookie right now and mortgage your house on this. Okay, okay, spread. we're not doing that. No, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, fifteen point spread in general, but especially for a team that just lost by two to a team that beat this team by like ten. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who's in Las Vegas putting this together. Um, they don't. But buddy, it's time for a new job because I'm not saying we're gonna win, I, I, but we're not gonna. I, I don't think we lose by fifteen yeah. to Arizona the State. That's Battle ridiculous. Yeah, Jaden D versus Jaden D. Um, I've said before, Jaden Daniels is a really good quarterback. He's a very solid. When you look at the stats, Jaden Delora is the better quarterback. Yes. When you when you watch the games, Jaden Delora is the more exciting quarterback. Um, um I, I'm not gonna lie, Jaden Delora might be the best uh, best quarterback in the Pac-12, and I don't mean that necessarily as in he's the most NFL ready or whatever. I don't think yeah. he's remotely that, but. He's the most exciting. He's the most electrifying. He he's a he he's a player. The, yeah. He's a gamer. I mean, he was last week. He didn't throw any this week, but he was the leader in Pac-12 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, um, he's he's near the top in every category. He's a great great quarterback, and this is gonna be a fun quarterback matchup to watch. Jane yes. Daniels is uh, more mobile than Delora. Um, no, not I not necessarily know. mobile, but he runs more. He runs more than Delora, um, and he runs better. Um, Delora, Delora extends the plays, but doesn't really run as much. Um, yeah, but a- ASU's offense is very balanced. Um, very balanced. Very balanced. Much, much more than ours. Um, yes. uh, but we've never really had balanced offense even before this coaching no, staff. No. Second coaching staff. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, um, yeah, average. We're averaging 262 passing yards a game. They're averaging 229, almost 230. Yeah. We just rounded up. And then rushing yards, we're averaging 108. They're averaging 200. Yeah. They're a very good team. Uh, and this is this – is They're like very, very quality team. I'm honestly – I don't like the fact that they're not ranked in the top 25 um, just because of that loss to Utah. Yeah. Um, who – who has flirted with the top 25 all year. Um, they're 5-2 and two for a reason. Yes. Uh, they beat themselves against BYU with all those penalties. Yeah, and they, they, their Achilles heel is their penalties. Yeah, they, they've killed the games. Um, they killed the game for their team against BYU, and, and even against Utah it was part of the problem. Yeah. It's uh, – it's gonna be a tough game, and to go down there and it's their homecoming. It's gonna be quite a quite a matchup. It's gonna be, it's gonna be daunting. Um, I, I am interested to see how Jake Dickert handles um, the buildup of this. Yeah, this is and this is gonna be his first time going into the week um, where he's gonna be the head coach, and everyone knows that, and everyone's yeah. all right. It's time for Jake Dickert, and you know, frankly, I, I like Jake Dickert so far, and I love listening to him talk. I think yeah, he does a great job with his press conferences. So I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do his first full week as head coach with this team, and he's got he's got an opportunity to really make a name for himself here. Um, I think the key to the game, which we haven't done yet, and we I said that about BYU. I said that about uh, Oregon State is stopping the run. Mm-hmm. They they have a good run game, mm-hmm. um, and that's not just the running backs that they have. It is also their quarterback. Yeah, and that's what that's what's almost scarier to yes. me about this is 
is that their running backs are really good, mm-hmm. and their running backs have the potential to do what Oregon State and BYU to do us. And then on top of that, Jane Daniels, Jane Daniels has the potential to have a big game on the ground against us. Yeah. And I don't, it, I don't know, I don't know if we. Uh, it, and it's not just one running back; they have, they, I mean, they have two, three running backs. So yeah, they've had some injuries at the running back position, but it's just next man yeah. up mentality. They have four rushers above 200 yards in yeah. the season. And one of them is the quarterback who yeah. has 400 yards rushing. Yeah. You, you, this is going to be, a, this is going to be a very big tough for our big test for our defense. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's gonna be. It's, but at the same time, I, I want to say it's an opportunity for them to prove, like, hey, we can go out and shut a team down on the yeah. ground. And if you can shut this team down on the ground, Jane Daniels is good, but not good enough through the air to beat you just through the air. Um, I mean, two years ago in 2019, you guys, WSU fans saw what he is capable of. And getting that, he had a game winning rushing touchdown. At, and this game was at Arizona uh, State. Mm-hmm. It was another day game, very similar sort of sort of game to the 2019 game, I'd say. Yeah. Um, that 2019, that 2019 team, their defense, that 2019 WSU defense specifically was. It's sort of a prove it game sure. for both teams. Yes. Um, um, for for us, if we were to go out and win. Um, we would. It would be a huge statement. Post Rolo, huge, huge confidence boost. We'd need one more win to get a bowl game. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is with teams and magically getting unranked right before they play us. Um, but it would be almost a top twenty-five win. Um, but for them, if they win this game, they have a chance. Yeah, and for them, if they win, they have a chance to get their season back on track. Yeah. And if they lose, it's their season's it, really it, going off the rails. I think the key to this game other than stopping the run, is making a winnable game. And that starts at making them beat themselves. They, in all of uh, college football, they're like leading, almost leading the country in penalty yards. Yeah, they're uh, they surprisingly like undisciplined. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, we can't we can't count on that. We we do have to go out and beat them right. throughout the game. But I mean, if you can, force if you them can capitalize to... on those errors, you know, I mean, if they get a false start on a first down, and then you can go sack their guy and make it second and twenty three, just like that, yeah. I, that's the kind of stuff you need to be doing against a team like this. Um, and so, yeah, you you really need to go out and you need to just beat them in every facet of the game. Um, and and that includes not making dumb mistakes on our end. Um, right. But. Uh, aside from that, I think the play calling needs to be better um, from yeah. Brian Smith. Uh, I, clearly, we're out of coaches to replace him with play calling wise, so there's right. no one else to really yeah. dig so into there. But. Average penalty yards per game for Arizona State is eighty nine. That's and that's outrageous. I mean, yeah. that's almost a, that's almost a touchdown. Yeah, like a full field touchdown of penalties every drive or every game. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's that's insane. That's almost as many yards as Colorado got in their last game. Yeah. And that, that's an average throughout the season. So, I, we, if they're going to keep doing it, the, the, that works for us. But you got to capitalize on it, and that's going to yeah. be the key to this game. Um, it's, it's a big opportunity for the Cougs. Um, yeah, and Eric, it's a co- must win for Arizona so, State. ASU, it's coming off a loss and then a bye. Mm-hmm. So they are going to be... They'll be angry and rested. Yes. And not a good... Particularly, like... I mean, there's no such thing as a good loss, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But this one was particularly bad. Choking the game. Yeah. Having the lead going into half. And having it take away your top 25 rankings. Yeah. They will not be... They They'll want to go out and get that back. And, um, another day game. Which yeah. seems, I don't know who's scheduling it, but we've had a lot of day games. Gotta love the Pac-12 too, not oh, releasing yeah. our game times until the week before the game. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I'm cautiously optimistic about this game, but it, I, it's going to be a tough test. Both teams need to come out and. and I think really, it'll be a good game. Really, I, I think, think it'll be a great it, game. I think the and both teams have a lot to prove.
yes. a lot to prove. And so that, that always that always makes the game more fun, uh, in my opinion. Uh-huh. So. Um, Pac-12 predictions. So yeah, we'll start who, with the WSU. Yeah, who are you officially predicting for this game? I don't know. If I could predict predict a tie, I would because I don't want to. I don't want to lose this pick. I think. I think I'm going to pick ASU, and I really hope I'm wrong. Um, but I think that with the buy and the odds, the odds are really stacked against WSU. Um, so from a neutral point of view, I'll pick ASU for this game. All right, so that's exactly what I was going to do. Yeah. I I will be cheering. Oh. I will be cheering I for hope WSU. I want to be wrong. I, But I have to pick ASU. As a college football fan, as a football fan, I, I a, ASU is the better team. I'm not – on paper, maybe not, but on the field is different from on paper, and they are the better team. I'm sorry, but they are. Yeah, and I mean, I could see it going either way. But... I could too. So I'm gonna pick officially ASU. Yeah. All right. Colorado um, versus Oregon. Uh, I'd like to say this is a trap game for Oregon. It's not. It's not. not. <laughs> it's not. This is. This is a, uh, we said I did say it against Cal. I said this is an easy pick, but with what Cal just did to Colorado, Cal still couldn't pull it out against Oregon. This uh, this should be an opportunity for Oregon to really flex their muscles and prove that they deserve a top ten spot. Even though I don't believe that they do, I think they they'll go out and really kick Colorado into the curb. Um, yep. Uh, Arizona yeah. versus USC. So I'm, uh, officially, oh, I'm picking Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Start it. Start. Got a little ahead of myself. Yeah. There. All right. Arizona versus USC. Guys, I hate USC. Yeah, but they're so, gonna win. They're gonna, gonna win, win, and they're gonna win by a lot. It's. They'll win by a lot. They are gonna win by a lot. But okay. Um, Oregon State versus Cal. Oregon State. Sneaky. Sneaky. Yeah. Keep I an think eye on this so. Game. This is a trap game for Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to have to say Oregon State's going to win, but close. I think, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of there with you. I think Cal is going to is gonna be better than uh, people have expected. Um, they've got, obviously, a lot of momentum coming off of uh, that drumming against Colorado. I, oh, uh, Oregon State has a good amount, too, coming off their win against Utah. But I think Oregon State wins. Um, but yeah, sneaky. If, if you see that game on and you got time, I tune into that game. That might be a better game than people uh, might might think. Uh, next one is UCLA versus Utah. We might have a different opinion on this game. I I think we might. It's honestly UCLA uh, proved me wrong last week. I thought they were going to get blown out by Oregon, and they did not. Um. I have not picked a Utah game right, so I almost think maybe I should just well, – I'll maybe. just wait for your pick and pick whatever you don't. <clears throat> okay, so I am going with uh, UCLA with this game. They are coming off a very close win versus uh, Oregon that honestly could have gone into overtime if that if they reviewed that field goal or straight up they didn't miss the field goal. Um, so yeah, I'm picking UCLA, uh, DTR better not let me down. DTR scares me. And that's the one reason why I have confidence picking Utah is because I still don't believe in DTR. Um, it, it, it's so hard because when my heart told me Utah, Utah lost. And when my heart told me not Utah, Utah won. And my heart tells me Utah and so I want to pick UCLA, but I, I won't because I, I, I am behind you in our, our pick standings. So I will still. pick Utah. I'm still only one game back. Yeah, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Utah um, okay. with about fifty one percent confidence. <laughs> oh. All right. Utah versus Stanford. Yeah, interesting game. You you do know what the uh, you know what the. Fr- Phrases, history repeats itself. Yes, history is bound to repeat itself. 
and that's why I'm picking Stanford. Yeah, UW, the way UW played against Arizona, I, UW's worse than, than anyone thought originally. Um, I'm becoming less and less surprised that they lost to Montana. It, I'm becoming more and more surprised that it wasn't by more. <laughs> it's they look bad and and that's not even because I dislike UW as a WSU fan. That's just because I mean they just look atrocious. They do not look like a football team. They do they do not. I, it, yeah, no, I I mean I'm giving this this one Stanford. Ten times out of ten to Stanford. Um I might not pick UW in another game this year, and I think that they play uh like Cal or something next. Yeah. Oh no, they already no, played Cal. They play I Maybe it's Colorado. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Stanford by by a comfortable margin. I won't say hefty, but comfortable. No, they play Oregon next. They play Oregon and Colorado. Colorado, yeah, yeah, the game before us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, give me give me Stanford there. All right, big football games this week: uh, Michigan yeah. State versus uh, Michigan. The Paul Bunyan Trophy game. Yes. Uh, college game day is going to be there. And it's a 9 a.m. game. It's right a 9 a.m. Well, Pacific 11, time game. 11 a.m., right? It's something like that. Here's the thing that, that I don't understand is Michigan State has gotten almost no credit this year from the media, from the um, from from the fans. You know, it, they still seem like like Michigan. People are, people are talking about Michigan as a genuine contender for the college football playoff and not Michigan State. And they've had almost the exact same strength of schedule. And they've frankly played they've played a lot of the same teams and they've played them equally well. I mean, this game this game is gonna be a fun game. Um and I and this is a great rivalry, and I always love when it turns into a good game. Uh but but sneaky keep an eye on Michigan State because if they win this game, they could really be in for the Big Ten and and the college football playoff. Um but this is gonna be a good game and it's early, so uh, everyone get up and get up and watch. Yeah. So who do you have winning? Michigan State. I'm a Michigan State. They're like, they're like my second team, tied with Cincinnati this year. But yeah, yeah. I am. I'm gonna go with Michigan State as well. I don't trust Harbaugh. No, I've not really been impressed with Michigan this year, except for against Washington, and that was basically an FCS game. It looks <laughs> like so. All right, Texas versus Baylor. Baylor's come out of nowhere yes, these Baylor last couple of weeks. There was no talk about Baylor, and now all of a sudden they're the number sixteen team in the country. Um, but Texas is Texas is Texas is is Texas back? I don't no. know. Their fans have been saying Texas, that for a while. Texas has not been back for fifteen years. Uh, Texas more. will not be back for fifteen years. Fifteen years. <laughs> I, yeah, especially moving to the SEC, they're going to have yeah. such an uphill climb to get competitive in that conference, but. No, yeah, I, this is going to be a fun game, um, and it, it's an interesting game. I, I think Texas will win, um, but that's, again, because Baylor, I mean, you just really haven't seen anything with them. I, I, I believe that Texas will win this game. I, I grew up sort of being a Texas fan, so, yeah. I liked Baylor when RG3 was there, so I, I'll pick Baylor because this, these picks don't matter. But. Yeah, I'm going to pick Texas because hook them. Nice. All right. Um, Ohio State versus Penn State. This is a prove-it game for Penn State. Penn State. And there's a chance that they knock uh, Ohio State, State out of the playoff contention Which, for good. Oh, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Um, uh, yeah, so give me Penn State. I got to sneeze. Oh, quality podcasting. Um, yes. No, yeah, I – I, I think Ohio, I'm going to pick Ohio State, but I, I want Penn State to win that game, and I think that's going to be a, that'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah. Um, Good Big right. Ten games this weekend. College football playoff predictions. Yeah, so, so. We talked about this earlier when we thought – when we think they should expand. Um, yeah. But the top three are basically locks. It's Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Al- well, top two are locks. Alabama. Yeah, so a lot of it's going to come down to the SEC championship yeah. game between presumably Alabama and And Georgia. I would prefer to see Georgia win that because I hate seeing two oh. SEC teams in the playoff yeah. every year. Because that means that three Power Five conference champions will miss out yes. um, 
on the playoffs. I, I think Georgia's too good this year, and I think that they will definitely win the SEC championship and go number one. Um, Cincinnati, so – Here's the difference. Though. Here's the problem for Cincinnati is that they are I not going to have representation on the college football. Yeah, so I could see Cincinnati being in the playoff but not being the two seed. I could see them being the four seed, sadly. Maybe uh, the three seed. Yeah, I think I think three seed is yeah. more where they're, where they're going to settle, and then and then um, I could see if either the, Oklahoma so, or the Big Ten champion. So I could see the two. winner of this Michigan versus Michigan State game making it if Ohio yeah, State loses. And uh, Michigan State has to play Penn State and Ohio State their last two games of the season, and then they would have to play um, big championship. The championships. So they would have a really tough slog towards the end of the season. To get in, and then I think Oklahoma will make it. Yeah. So I, my prediction. I my wish prediction, I wish Oklahoma wouldn't, because I don't think that they're good enough to be there. But they're undefeated. Caleb Williams. They. they I mean, they, 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 they only lost to Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. We talk Kansas about we talk about teams team. that should be relegated to the FCS. Kansas. Kansas should have been relegated ten years ago. I. I you want to see a bad football game? Watch Kansas versus Arizona. I'd love to see that. Yeah, honestly, I mean, put that on prime time. Yeah, make it make add an extra bowl game just so we can watch Kansas play Arizona for the real toilet bowl. Yeah, maybe have, make, have make a, a toilet bowl playoff with UConn, Arizona, Vanderbilt, and uh, Kansas. Kansas. That would be that would be amazing. a fun that would be a fun season ender. Yeah, I'd watch that. I would watch, I watch that over the college football, football playoff. playoff. Yeah. Um, Put it on Comedy Central. <laughs> but no, um, I if I had to say right now um, who I think that the, the college football playoff is going to be, I would say it would be Georgia at one. Um, I think it will be – it will be the Big Ten champion at two, and I, I'm going to say it's Michigan State just because I like Michigan State, but whoever wins the Big, yeah. big so, Ten. And then Cincinnati at three and Oklahoma at four. So I'm going to have Georgia one – I'm gonna have. I don't. I want. I'm gonna say Cincinnati at two, probably. No, no. I'm gonna have Michigan at no, Michigan State at two, Cincinnati three, Oklahoma four. Maybe Oregon if they can win. I want Oregon to be in the playoff. I want a Pac-12 team in the playoff. If Oregon – but Oregon would have to beat us to get in, and I, and I refuse to acknowledge that as a real possibility. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So, so yeah. I, we have the same playoff prediction. Yeah. I, I mean – The thing, great minds think alike. The one thing I do like about the conference championships is that it always gives it a good last-minute shake-up. So, it yeah. could, like, if Alabama beats Georgia, they'll be in the then playoff, and Georgia will probably be out. Maybe. No, Georgia will not be. I just I hope there's not two SEC teams. I hate I hate the SEC. Two one loss SEC. SEC. I hate I hate the SEC. Yeah. Because at that point, it's not if there's two of them, and then Kentucky still only has one loss. Expand. Here's a great idea: expand the college football playoffs so that the best teams all have a chance. Oh, no, that's constant. Yeah, you'd think right. you'd think that maybe a four-team playoff is a little bit bland and leads to some problems. All right, uniform predictions. So it's ASU's homecoming, so, so they'll probably ASU do something ASU's going to come out with something nice because ASU has the best. I'm going on record. Or, or Arizona State has better uniforms than Oregon. ASU has some of the best uniforms in the country. I'm going on record and saying that. <laughs> I, I I agree with some of the best in the country. They have Oregon has okay. some Oregon good has, uniforms. Oregon has come okay, out Oregon, with some. Oregon moved them themselves into second place with the eggshell uniforms. Those were atrocious, yeah. but but those white uniforms that they but no, yeah. Arizona State. Yeah. Is, Oregon you know, State. Arizona State's gonna look good, so we got to come out and match it. I think we will go crimson helmets, white jersey, white pants. I think we go crimson, white, crimson. Wait, we wore did we wear white, white, crimson against Cal? Yes. No, we wore crimson, white, white. No. No, we had crimson helmets. Uh, let me see. Uh, so one of us predicted a uniform we've already worn, which we won't do again. Yeah, because we yeah. Um let's see. 
Okay, so it was crimson helmets, white, and then white. So yeah. I think we'll go because that was what I said we would do. I think we'll go. Oh, I think we'll go white gray helmets, white jerseys, light gray pants. That I would love that, but that's, I think that's what that's we're gonna wear for the Apple Cup. So I think we're going yeah. straight white for the Apple Cup. So I'm gonna say that for this. Oh, one. that's true. Uh, yeah. So I think we'll go crimson, white, crimson. Yeah. Um, I would no, yeah, because we still have more away games. So, uh, yeah. All right. Now let's get into some. I want. I don't want to say rumor. But just some, just some spitball, some ideas yeah. of who could be the next so, coach for WSU. I number one, Jake Dickert. He's our interim head coach now. Players love him. Recruits love him. Media loves him. I'd say there's things I like and, and things I don't don't like about making him the head coach. I love, I love how he talks. I love how he recruits. He's great. Uh, don't don't like having a defensive minded head coach always. Um, yeah. It's not. It's far from my favorite. Thing. I think if he is hired as a full time head coach, we need a new offense. We need a new play caller. Yeah, if he gets in there, I mean, the staff's going to have to rebuild anyway, and I'm yeah. sure that'll be part of it. Um, he'll he'll likely bring in an associate head coach, offensive coordinator. Okay. Um, uh, hopefully, his name is not Brian Smith. We already have. A no, it, it'll be it'll be somewhere somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Um, basically to mastermind the offense. So we would all, it would almost be like if we kept Jake Dickert as the head head coach, we'd get kind of a secondary head coach with the offense because Jake Dickert really doesn't deal with the offense at all. So I, I like the idea of it. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily for the image, the move you would want to do, but I, I think he, he's got his audition opportunity right now. If he can finish the season strong and get us to a bowl game and win a bowl game, that, that, go for it. Yeah. Um, and then, so outside of obviously Jake Dickert is uh, Nevada's head coach, uh, Jay Norvell. And I don't know a ton about him, but it, he's made Nevada yeah, look a lot better since he yes. got there. I do know that. Um, and, and he's an offensive guy. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Norvell. Um, obviously, I think he's a guy that's definitely in line to get a Power Five job at yes. some point in the very, oh, definitely. very near future. Um, He's turned Nevada from from a, a cellar dweller to a you know a, a top to mid tier mountain two and West one team. in bowl games. And Nevada's not a team with a lot of resources, yeah. very similar to Washington State. And he has he has experience in the Pac twelve with uh, with Arizona State. Uh, he worked for Arizona and UCLA. State and UCLA. Yeah, no, I I think it'd be an interesting hire. Um, um, he definitely, definitely is in line for Power Five move at some point. Yes. So, and and again, he's he works with a team that's um, doesn't quite have as many opportunities as the other teams in his conference, and in Washington State's that exact same way. So, he's definitely a guy I, I would be okay with seeing brought in. Um, no matter what, no matter who we bring in, I think we need to keep Jake Digger on the yes. on the staff at all costs. I, he should be our defensive coordinator next year, if not the head coach. Um. Guy I'm a fan of is Jeff Choate, defensive coordinator at Texas. Um, he recently was the head coach of FCS Montana State, and he turned took that team um, that was really in a slump when he got there, and he rebuilt the program into a an FCS powerhouse. And defensive. frankly, it's a lot like what what he did at Montana State is a or what he came into at Montana State is a lot like what's happening here at Washington State. The team was it had a, had a lot of highs, kind of dipped down a little bit, um, and, and kind of needs a rebuild. And I think he could be a good guy for that. He's a run first guy, um, which is not anything like Washington State has seen. He, however, he runs a really a really fun uh, run first offense. Um, but that's that's more out there. It's just a guy I have a personal connection to, being uh, from Montana. Knowing his style, I think it'd be an interesting, an interesting hire. Um, um, yeah. So our next, next candidate potentially it would be uh, Alex Grinch, who he uh, used to coach for WSU, or he used to be the defense coordinator for uh, um, WSU when Mike Leach was here. Yeah. Um, 
He was known for the Speed D with like Hercules Mataafa, a um, bunch of guys. Yeah. Uh, Frank and Lugo, Peyton Core. Uh, I, I can go on. He's definitely but, a guy that's going to get a head coaching job. Oh, somewhere. yes. In the very um, future. Now, that being said, he is now the defensive coordinator for Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, and their defense is not great. No, but so, it never, the, does, the, the Big 12 never focuses on yeah, defense. Really. It's always like these 50-point games. It's outrageous. Yeah. But I, uh, the one thing I, that I, I would like the hire, but the thing about it that holds me back is that the main reason why I don't want Jake Dickert is simply because he's a defensive, defensive guy. So bringing another defensive guy wouldn't really sit right with me because at that point, just give Jake Dickert the money and Jake Dickert would be cheaper. Yes. So. Um, all right. Uh, now, offensive guy is a offense coordinator for USC, Graham Harrell, who when we were hiring, uh, when we were in the process of hiring Nick Roll, which there were rumors that we were going to hire Graham Harrell. He yeah. runs an air raid, not a Mike Leach air raid, more of like a. It's not, yeah, it's not a pure air raid. Yeah, it's it's a, more of like a, the passing scheme is an air raid passing scheme, but they also run the yes. ball. Is, is what the offense is, which is it's not horrible. So, I don't hate I, it. I I don't hate it. I don't like it. No, it's uh, it, it, it's there. It's football. He's been there since Sam Darnold was there, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be unhappy with it. I wouldn't. Thing. Even, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, hate it. It would be a familiar look for WSU fans, I'd say. Yeah, and you know, if it, that's that's going to come down to does, do they want to keep that same identity because the running shooting the the air raid are similar enough offenses that they're all sort of in the same general identity. Yes. One other name that I, we forgot to add, but I wanted to throw in there is Aaron Best, the head coach for uh, Eastern, Eastern Washington. Washington. Eastern Washington is. An, an incredible FCS team. I mean, that, and they their offense is explosive to a degree. And and I've followed because they're in the same conference as Montana State, so I followed them for years. And so, my goodness, do yeah. They, but here's the thing. I mean, Eastern Washington coaches have a bad taste in my mouth. That being a a lifelong WSU fan because of someone named Paul Wolf. <laughs> well, yeah, that. So, but they, I mean, that, I understand that, but that was 15 years ago that yeah, Paul Wolf was named head coach. Still happened. Aaron Best is doing things at Eastern Washington that Paul Wolf never dreamed of doing at Eastern Washington. Right. I Aaron Aaron Best. If Aaron Best, I would be ecstatic with that hire. Um, yes. Um, I think, and I, I think our team would just start heading in a, in a great direction. And he, he wouldn't even have to buy a new house. It's an hour and a half drive. Yeah. Um, well, he might need that. He needs to buy a seasonal house for the football season. But. Yeah. Um, and then uh, right. Coach O, go Tiger. Or go, go Cougars. Go Cougars. That's all I have to say about yeah. it. That's not going to happen. But no, Too expensive. Go Cougars. Go Cougars. I'd love to see that. All right, Nick, introduce this week's Who's Hotter segment for us. Right. A little um, World Series edition. As a baseball fan, as a Dodger fan, I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, who's hotter, Carlos Correa versus Freddie Friedman? Um, I, I'm a Dodgers fan, so I'm not an Astros fan. I hate the Astros. They are a bunch of cheaters, assholes, scumbags. I can go on. <laughs> um, but what Freddie Friedman and the Braves did to me, they hurt me emotionally. Almost physically, I almost punched a wall, <laughs> which wouldn't have been good with my dorm. But so luckily, I didn't. Uh, but I'm gonna say Freddie Freeman was hotter. I I don't have as much of a, of a of a disdain for the Atlanta Braves as I'm not a Dodgers fan. Um, I do I do not like the Astros for what they did. However. However, being hot has nothing to do with whether or not you stole signs. And Carlos Correa is a more attractive man than Freddie Freeman. And so, so for me, I, Carlos Correa wins the who's hotter. But in the spirit of baseball, Nick, let's get some World Series predictions going on. Uh, Dodgers in four. 
So interestingly enough, I can assure you that won't happen. (laughs) There's a couple reasons. There's a couple reasons for that. First of all, even if the Dodgers were in the World Series, they they would not be a sweep. Second of all, um, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, Nick, but the Dodgers actually lost in the National League Championship Series to the Atlanta Braves. So unfortunately, they're ineligible to win the World Series. Well, uh, fine. Dodgers in five. <laughs> no, so I'm uh, being serious. I I'm gonna have to go. I don't think there could be a worse World Series for you to have to watch as a Dodger fan. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the. Uh, uh, see, I won't even be watching the World Series. Nick I'm just hopes both teams don't have fun. Yeah, is what he hopes. that's what I hope. So I'm gonna go with Nick. Uh, hopes for like not no hitters, but like. Three hitters in every game, zero zero, and then yeah, like a one, like I don't know. So and then someone accidentally scores a run. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the. Uh, see, I want to saying either name is gonna make him go through an, an immense amount of physical panic. I can just yeah. tell already. <laughs> you go first. I, I'm gonna pick the Braves because I hate the Astros for cheating, um, and also I think, I think that the excitement around the Braves is gonna. Probably more. No one seems excited about the Astros, even Astros fans, really. Um, I would have preferred to see the Red Sox versus the Braves. Oh, I think yeah, because I, 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 Kike Hernandez. I, I, I like the Braves in this series. Um, I wish they had a Cunha Jr. because he's great and it would be cool to see him win a series, but don't always get what you want. I'm going to have to go with the Houston Asterix. Um, and oh, yeah, also Braves, I'm going to say in six. Gonna have to go with the Houston Asterix and seven. seven. So, so Nick says that he is gonna see the Houston Astros win in a win it all game and be okay with it. Oh, I won't be okay <laughs> with it. I'm not I'm not gonna be okay with it, but I'm gonna um, go with Houston. I'll Astros. make sure to buy you uh trash cans. A, no, I'll buy you a Houston Astros World Series Championship t shirt. <laughs> no, I so I can burn it. Actually, no, I'll buy you the one from the year that they cheated. So I can burn it. Thrown into you would trash. you would burn my gift, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's about all the time we have for today. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. No, yeah, and one one last thing I wanted to add a little segment here at the end for the uh, Washington State lacrosse team had a big tournament in Missoula, Montana this weekend, and we went one and four. I play on that team for anyone that didn't know. I scored a couple goals. It was a fun time. Um, so yeah, if you didn't know that Washington State has a lacrosse team, so if you go three to star recruit Bridger Russ, yeah, we made up that star. I uh, no, we didn't. Yeah, we did because no, I don't think that they star lacrosse recruits. So, uh, but it is it is what it is. So uh, yeah, no fun little fun little segment there. Uh, talk about Washington. We'll talk State about lacrosse. it later on down the road. Yeah, so our real season is in spring, so uh, and, and there's going to be much less we, to talk about then. At so the we'll, to- at we'll the be to- sure to get some okay, some but in real WSC sports news. Um, wow. Recording, All right. Record- I will t- we'll see you guys on next <laughs> no, but week. Record- recording this episode two weeks from today, noon, noon, at noon, at Beasley, WSU basketball, Yep. Men's basketball home opener versus Alcorn State. State. I am so excited yep. for that. And we'll get a men's basketball preview going for you guys next week. Uh, kind of break down what we expect from the team this season. Uh, a lot of upside and uh, yeah, not a lot of downside. Gonna be, it's gonna be well I, I, as long as our star players don't get in fights with bar bouncers. We should be fine. Oh wait, that already happened. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. But but yeah, no. Next week uh, we'll talk about some basketball. Uh, we'll oh, recap Arizona State. Should be a fun time. Um, Nick, you got anything else to add? Go Cougs. Go Cougs.